Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. It's the podcast with you in mind. I'm your host, Tony Roig. I'm a master teaching professional. And together with our partner, CJ Johnson, we are two dedicated pickleball professionals who are whose mission 24-7 is to help you become a better pickleball player and also importantly, enjoy a better relationship with this beautiful sport. And this podcast is just part of our overall process. What we try and focus on, as the name implies, is therapy. It's to help you with the mental part of the game and also to provide you with perhaps a different perspective that's going to help you have a healthier relationship with pickleball and enjoy yourself all when you're playing. In this week's podcast, we're going to be looking at two different areas. This week's podcast, we're going to be talking about what is pickleball. And what I mean by that is, what do you need if you want to play your best pickleball, right? There's a lot of distractions out there, a lot of noise. I'm going to frame it out for you in a way that I think will help you better understand that, um, that you know, you really only need a few different shots, a few different understandings of pickleball to play pretty good pickleball. And then from there you can grow and you can add more shots, more strategies, more ideas. But it's really, you know, starting from the quote unquote basics that is going to get you the best results. And then in the riff, I'm going to talk about freeing your body and your mind when you play. This is an area that uh, I see more and more as I as I coach more and more. I see it more, more and more, which is players feeling kind of trapped inside their own bodies and trapped inside their own minds. So that's what we're going to talk about today in the riff. Um, all right. Before we get into it, I wanted to mention to uh, several of you, you've been asking questions about how do you work with CJ and me, right? Uh, you know, what what opportunities are there to work with us in addition to this podcast, which is a great way to interact with us, uh, and also our YouTube channels into Pickle and Better Pickleball, two good ways to see some of what we have, what we're thinking and what we're cooking up about the game. We also have a, a good series of blog posts at the betterpickleball.com website. Uh, you know, it's hard, sometimes it's hard to go into subjects in depth in the podcast. We do go into depth, but sometimes when you see it in writing, it's a, it's a little clearer. It's a, It's more crystal. So you can check those out in the uh, at betterpickleball.com. But if you want to go beyond, you know, the resources that I've mentioned, two ways that you can work with CJ uh, and me is one is through our pickleball system course. It, it's called the pickleball system for a reason. It has everything that you need to play amazing pickleball. Uh, and we have a new class opening soon or starting soon in September. So definitely check that out. If you're on our email list, you get some information about it. And there's a, a workshop we're going to have, a three-part workshop that we'll have that kicks off the class. It lets you see the course a little bit in terms of how we teach. We teach you some super valuable uh, secret stuff that other instructors just simply either don't know or don't teach. Uh, and you definitely don't find it in um, you know on YouTube videos and things like that. So join us for that workshop. And then we also have our camps. So if you're interested in an in-person experience with us, we have camps in Dallas and Tampa coming up uh, end of this year, beginning of next year. So check those out and you go to betterpickleball.com and find those there. All right, let's talk about what is pickleball. Let's jump into it. Uh, you know, and and the question is, you know, it's it's yeah, I gotta we gotta debunk the simple myth, the quote unquote simple shot myth. And what happened recently, what reminded me of this recently was I, I received a message from a, a player who I'd known for a while and, and uh, worked with her before. And uh, she asked me about whether I was doing any kind of uh, coaching nowadays, you know, in person here. And she mentioned that she wanted to learn some advanced concepts. And so I asked her, you know, I, I, I responded by saying, well, it's hard for me to answer that. Like she asked if I was offering any advanced clinics coming up. 
And I said, well, it's kind of hard to answer because everything that we teach is advanced in the sense that it's their shots and strategies that the most advanced players use when they play pickleball. Um, and I'm going to talk in a second about how I play pickleball as a senior pro pickleball player. But, you know, the, the idea, and then, so I said, well, what, what are you thinking about when you main advance? And she said, specifically, she said, uh, you know, I see the pros are using slices, spins, and trick shots. And so I think I need to learn those. And I responded, and I haven't seen her play in a couple of years, but I responded, I said, my guess is that those shots are probably not what, what's potentially holding you back. Now, listen, if that's what's, you know, what's going to get you out of bed and go play pickleball is to, you know, work on shots like that. More, more players who I know nowadays are working on the Ernie. I don't know why there's Ernie mania going on, frankly, because, you know, objectively, it's simply not a, a technique that's going to uh, solve a lot of problems in the game for you uh, as a pickleball player. And also, uh, it's, you know, a big, big area for injury or a big, big, it's a, it's a high risk of injury, particularly as we get older to try and do the Ernie. The other thing is I'll tell you that half the time when I see the, the, the senior pros trying to do Ernie's they're, they're in fault anyway, you know? So even if they execute the Ernie and it's successful, it's a fault in any event. But anyway, uh, but you know, if that gets excited and you want to learn how to spin the ball, just because you want to learn how to spin the ball or something like that, there's nothing wrong with that. That's perfectly fine. However, if you're trying to play amazing pickleball, those types of shots, those types of techniques, if you will, are not what is needed to play really, really good pickleball. Um, and, and you know, th this idea that these other uh, concepts or these other shots are too, quote unquote, simple, or when you hear the term, like, you know, CJ and I don't use the term fundamental anymore. We stopped using the term fundamental in, in a lot of what we teach outside, you know, outside of our course. Once you're inside our course, you understand that simple, fundamental, basic is not a bad word. It's perfectly fine. That's how we play pickleball and how we play really good pickleball. But, you know, outside we've stopped using the term fundamental because players shy away from it. They'll, they'll turn their back on it and say, no, I'm, I'm not a beginner. I don't need that. That's, that's a misunderstanding of the use of the phrase uh, fundamental or even simple. There are a lot of quote unquote simple things that you can do in pickleball to play amazing pickleball. I'll give you one example. You know, aim your return of serve. When, you, when you're returning serve, aim your shot three feet over the net. It is not going to look sexy. It is not going to look, quote unquote, advanced, right? Like, oh my God, this player knows what they're doing. But you know what it's going to be? It's going to be highly effective and uh, it's going to be safer. In other words, less risk of making error. It, it'll, it's actually, if you, if you think about it in terms of pickable IQ, if you want to use it that way, a higher, deeper return of serve is a higher IQ shot than a super low hard shot over the net. It just, if you, if you, on all, on all metrics, if you look at it, it's just gonna, it's a shot that makes more sense, i.e. a higher IQ shot. To, uh, to an untrained eye, it may look simple, like, well, that player doesn't really know how to hit a good return of serve, so they hit that shot. That's just a mis misunderstanding or a mis, uh, a, a misreading, if you will, of the value of that shot in, in in that situation and again it's it's this myth that doing things simply uh is just not the way to advance as a pickleball player just nothing could be further from the truth and there's a quote that cj and i like to use when we have our our camps that we use with our campers which is that you know it's bruce lee said this so bruce lee said i fear not i, I fear not the fighter 
who has practiced 10,000 kicks one time. I fear the fighter who has practiced one kick 10,000 times. And so the idea is that the fight, the second fighter that we're talking about, the one that, that we should fear is the fighter who may only know how to do one kick, but man, that fighter can do that kick amazingly well. I mean, that's just really good dominance over that kick. The other fighter may have tried 10,000 different kicks, but doesn't know how to do anything particularly well. As a pickleball player, if you can learn how to do the quote-unquote basics well, you know, and do them over and over again. And that's what I told the, 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 the player who reached out about the advance. I said, at the end of the day, good pickleball is about doing the quote-unquote boring or simple or fundamental, however you, whatever phrase you want to use with it or to describe it. Um, doing those things well and then better over and over and over again, that is how you play amazing pickleball. And let me segue now into how I play pickleball. What do I do when I play pickleball? Now, do I do I hit some, you know, I guess exciting sort of shots? Sure. You know, I come from tennis, so I have a pretty good forehand drive. If I see a little, you know, an opening on a switch on a stack or something, I'll I'll drive the ball in there, and it looks cool. I mean, it's like nice. You know, it's a clean winner. Um, yeah, that that works sometimes. But I will tell you this: the vast majority of the shots that I'm hitting are quote unquote simple shots. You know, shots like the dink. Because when you hear the term third shot, a third shot is really just a long dink. And I say just, I don't mean that as a negative. It's, that's what it is. It's a dink that's it from the from the baseline. Um, when you see me hit a like an NVZ lob, you know what that is? That's just a high and deeper dink hit from the NVZ, lob, NVZ line, uh, non-volley zone line. So you know, when when you see the shots that I'm executing in pickleball, I will always, almost always, I would say 90% of the time, I am returning to, to the spot that I tell you, that we tell you where to return. And we're going to show that to you during the workshop. I'm going to show you one spot that'll take care of your return to serve. You don't ever have to think about it again, ever again. You can now start using your, you know, your your mind and your, and your, and your time to focus on other parts of the game that are still quote unquote simple. But still, you know, but important uh, building blocks to having an amazing uh, game. And the, um, but anyway, so the, you know, the idea is that you start simplifying the 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 things that you that you need to worry about. And a return to serve is one that you can simplify. And I hit my return to serve there as a senior pro player. The vast majority of time, I'm not trying to win the win the rally on the return to serve, which is what a lot of players do. And I'll let me let me. Let me uh, explain to you a little bit of why a low hard return to serve, although looking sexy, is not the kind of shot you want to hit. Number one, you're risking the net. Never want to risk the net. Right? You have control over that and you can decide, no, I don't want to risk the net. So I want to hit it higher over the net. Right. So that's number one. Number two is the faster I hit my return to serve, in other words, the, the more pace I have on my shot, the faster the ball comes back to me or to my team. That means I have less time to do what? Get up to the non-volley zone line. So when you watch in a player who, and it happens a lot, you know, you get, you get, you know, newer players, maybe from tennis, maybe younger players, they're blasting their returns of serve. It looks cool. I mean, it looks really neat. You know, it is not a very effective shot, big picture. So, you know, that's an example of how you can think about simplifying your strokes getting yourself a higher safety margin, but yet being the most effective shot that you can hit. 
So join us for the workshop and I'll, I'll show you on the board, on our court board here in the office where I do the, in my studio where I do the podcast, I'll show you exactly where to hit your return to surf. But th those are the techniques that I use when I play. And then, you know, you can think about pickleball as, uh, you know, we're, we're thinking of pickleball as a puzzle, right? There's a bunch of different pieces. There's a bunch of different um, strategies, shot strategies, things like that. How they work together is the beauty of our game. And the, the pieces that we need to use for the most part are the simpler pieces, right? What we need to know how to do is how to use them in concert, right? How to use them as, as part of a bigger picture, part of a bigger puzzle. And, you know, the, the, the most rewarding, the most rewarding way to grow as a pickleball player is the way that I'll, I'll frame this is if you understand the picture that is pickleball, in other words, the puzzle box cover that is pickleball. We use the terminology framework, but you know when we use the terminology framework, it's interchangeable with puzzle box cover, meaning it's how the game is put together. Now, there are shots and there are strategies, yes, but those are pieces, right? Those are subservient, if you will, to our framework. And if you want to complete the, the, the picture of this, the picture is or how it works from framework to shots, you start with framework. Framework gives you objectives. Objectives gives you strategies. Strategies give you shots. An example here is a third shot drop. Why in the world do we hit a shot called the third shot drop? We hit it because the framework of the game creates a, 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 an, an uneven uh, position of power on the court at the beginning of the rally, which is the third shot. Serve and return, I understand, or be before that, but those, are, those set the stage. The, the rally actually begins in earnest at the third shot. And again, this is part of understanding the framework. The, and the reason we hit that shot there is because of an imbalance of power created by the rules, which is the framework. Once you start thinking about pickleball that way uh, and understanding that, that view of pickleball or that, that perspective, advantage point of pickleball, it just totally, it radically changes your relationship with the game. You, you, you appreciate it much more. You appreciate the nuances of the game much more. And you're able to see the game much differently than you do if you don't understand that, the, the, how the puzzle is put together. You don't have that puzzle box. And there are two ways that you can get a puzzle box uh, that, that I can come up with. One is, well, three maybe. I'll give you three. One is you can study the game like CJ and I do. You can spend years, as we have. Um, I think it's uh, going on seven, eight for CJ and about five, six for me. And you can develop your framework of pickable. There's nothing wrong with that. You're welcome to do that. That's what we did. Uh, you can also um, you can also perhaps with a local instructor over a period of years, the same thing. Now, you would need to find an instructor who's willing to share. Well, not just willing, knows the framework and is willing to share the framework. The unfortunate reality is this is not apply to every instructor. Please don't send me emails if you're an instructor saying I teach this because I'm sure there are some of you who do. But the reality is that the majority of instructors either do not know framework or don't teach framework, you know, whatever that's their choice in how they teach. It is a limiting, from our perspective, it is a limiting, it limits the student if you're not taught framework. So CJ and I will always teach you framework. And I can tell you that you will find framework. If you join our workshop coming up in September, you will get a good view as to how framework works. And you'll see a part of the puzzle that perhaps you don't currently see. And inside the pickleball system, that we teach you framework in there. And so if you want to accelerate your 
understanding of pickleball, I cannot recommend the pickleball system enough to you because it is framework and it shows you the puzzle box of pickleball. All right, uh, let's, we're going to jump into the riff in a second about freeing your body and mind. Another question we get asked is, uh, you know, is is what can what can I do, right? How can I support the podcast or support your your you know YouTube efforts and things like that? You know, the blogs and and other materials that we provide. Uh, and one thing that you can do that doesn't change your behavior at all is to use our links and codes to purchase the exact same things that you would purchase now. No one is telling you to go buy something else that you wouldn't normally buy. Um, you know, so if you need grit for your paddle. If you need a paddle, if you need whatever you need, if you use our link and go to Total Pickleball, your price is the same, but you're supporting uh, you're supporting our efforts to help bring this sort of information. For instance, we have a big program to help uh, beginner pickleball players. It's at no cost to the players. It allows us to help continue growing the sport and doing the things that we do. Um, if you're able to to use those links when you do your normal use your normal behavior to do that, the only Possible variation would be if you're looking for pickleball shoes and you haven't yet tried out Tyrol, highly recommend you give them a try. Um, we have a code uh, BP10 that you can use uh, to uh, purchase your shoes and um, and you'll get a discount and you'll be supporting us as well, as well as getting the best shoe for pickleball from our perspective. And it's a shoe that CG and I use. So that's how you can uh, support the podcast and everything else that we do. All right, let's jump into the riff. So the riff this week is about your body and your mind, and specifically about freeing it. And here's here's what I see out there. I see it both with the body and I see it with the mind. And they're interrelated, I understand that, but let's let's take them in parts. Let's start with the body. What I see with the with a player's body that limits them is they are limiting their range of motion, of their natural motion of their body, because they believe that, that they need to be, um, like they're not really sure how to, like use their bodies as they either move around the court with their legs uh, or as they swing their paddle. And let me focus on one specifically. What I see some that happens sometimes is, is players who keep their paddle or their arms super tense while they're hitting. Now, this is not to say that you need to be swinging the paddle wildly, right? Because you want to have control of your paddle. But there's a fine line. I mean, think about the, you know, Goldilocks, right? You have the, the hot you know, paddle swing, the cold paddle swing, you want to find that warm paddle swing. The, the hot paddle swing would be when the paddle's flying around all over the place, right? That can cause a lot of errors. But a cold paddle swing is also, you know, could be problematic and it's limiting, right? It limits your motion. And you want to find that warm paddle swing, which is compact stroke, but where you're relaxed and, and loose while you're, while you're executing the shot. If you're a player who notices that your shoulder and your arm are very tense while you're playing, Consider going to the wall or taking a bucket of balls to the court and just hitting balls to any spot on the on the wall or on the court. Free yourself, right? Aim for things you wouldn't normally aim for. These shots do not have to be perfect dinks or perfect third shots or serves or anything. Aim anywhere on the on not even on the court, off the court. Aim at the fence. Aim at you know the court next to you if there's somebody on it. Things like that. It'll free your body in terms of what you're doing and also unlock your mind a little bit in terms of understanding that you can hit the ball anywhere you want. Now, when you start a pickleball game, an official game, okay, now you say, now I'm going to target this spot on the court and now you'll be able to hit that spot more freely, right? More more loosely. And then freeing your mind is a similar concept. As I said, they're, they're interrelated. But the idea here is, is from a mechanical standpoint, 
try and free your mind in terms of, uh, you know, trying to find an exact position for your foot, let's say, or for your body, let's say, you know, you want to, there's certain ranges you want to be in. So for instance, if I'm hitting the ball, you know, I'm always hitting the ball forward, right? But if I'm hitting the ball forward, I want to have my body placed in a roughly forward position, maybe a little bit turned, maybe not turned, whatever's comfortable for me. And I need to hit the ball in that position. So the same thing with like your foot position, you know, we don't get exact, we don't get asked exactly this question, but it's close. It's like, you know, on my serve, should I have my foot at 35 degrees or 38 degrees, you know, relative to the baseline? That's a very uh, constricting way to approach the sport in terms of your mind. You're placing such a heavy burden on your on your foot position that that it's just it's just overwhelming, right? And it becomes very difficult to execute the shots otherwise, just to, to do the the job of the of the shot. And so, you know, find the position that is naturally comfortable for you, and then execute it from there. One other quick example is paddle ready. Yes, your paddle needs to be ready, but paddle ready means different things for different players. And this is where you can just free your mind from the constraints, mechanical constraints of that. And I would suggest you also freeing your mind from uh, strategic and consequential constraints. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's like if you don't know exactly what to do in every situation in pickleball, you're the same as every pickleball player on the planet, including the best players. Now, they know how to do, they know how to get out of more jams than perhaps some of us do. But even this weekend, I was watching, you know, gold medal match and singles. And there was a, a just an odd shot that was hit by the opponent, you know, just kind of a weird position for the other player. And the player didn't know what to do. So they ended up, uh, well, one time, it was actually, the, it, this was in doubles where they dumped it into the net. The other time, they put it into not a very good idea, right, where they hit the ball, because they didn't know what to do. They weren't sure what to do in that situation. That's very normal. The key is, is, to, is to start building, as I mentioned before, the puzzle box way of looking at it, which is a bigger picture view of it. Um, that'll allow you a broader perspective when you're playing pickleball and you won't be trying to f- use the Rolodex. We did a, an episode on this before where you, you have a Rolodex of cards and you're like, okay, ball is hit four feet behind the NBZ on my backhand side. Both players are up. My partner is back. This is the shot I hit, you know, as opposed to my partner's up, maybe it's a different shot or the player is back but on the uh, opposing side, maybe it's a different shot. So it's a very difficult way to build a pickleball game, trying to do you know, trying to figure out the solution to every little thing that happens. It's better to understand that there are some situations that you're not going to know the exact answer to, but you'll have some general guiding principles that you're using when you play that'll help you free your mind while you're playing pickleball. So hopefully that'll help you start working to free your body and your mind if you're feeling a little bit constrained out there. Uh, And it's just a more enjoyable way to experience the sport. I hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. As always, please rate and review it. Um, I got to say, uh, I really appreciate it. Um, listeners, y'all are doing a great job of, of rating and reviewing us. I, I've seen a lot more uh, reviews coming out on the Apple podcast platform in particular. Uh, but any platform you're on is great. If they have a star symbol system, use that. If they have a uh, you know something you can type something, appreciate you doing that as well. Uh, you know, if you if you if you're in a pickleball group or something like that, sharing the podcast with them is super helpful to us, and we believe super helpful to your friends because if you enjoy the podcast, they probably will too. And uh, anyway, so start using the techniques that we talked about this week in terms of uh, you know simplifying perhaps your approach to pickleball 
and uh, don't get hung up on simple and advanced. Just do the thing that is most important to you and, and your development as a pickleball player and where you are in the journey. And if you can, free your body and your mind and enjoy your best pickleball out there. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.